This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Now, here's Frank Morano. Valentine's Day. Uh, Valentine's Day can be a lot of fun, particularly if you're single and dating. However, if you're single and just single, sometimes it can be very lonely. Uh, If you're in a long-term relationship, be it a marriage or something else, then it can sometimes be challenging to find out how to keep the spice in your relationship, to make sure it doesn't become a, you know, just a regular part of the routine. And one of the things that I've learned about um, doing this radio program late at night is there's a lot of folks that are listening to me because they're lonely right now. So I thought we would assemble a really interesting panel of women who I trust to give insight and advice on relationships. So we are assembling our first ever Valentine's Day Advice to the Lovelorn panel. So if you have questions about your love life or how it's going, don't worry if you don't because I have plenty, then you should give us a call at 1-800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. And I have a couple of women here who are really going to be aces at answering your questions. Let me first welcome Eileen Fisher, who's an old friend of mine. Uh, She is a star matchmaker with Elite Connections International. Uh, She's been a radio talk show hostess herself and uh, is a mom of two. Eileen, it's great to see you again. Hi, Frank. Thanks so much for having me. It's so nice to see you. I appreciate you trekking in uh, to the studio in the middle of the night. I know it's a challenge. (laughs) Believe me. I uh, also want to welcome another old friend of mine, a former relationship talk show host in the tri-state area and the host of the syndicated show and podcast, Passport Mommy, and just to give you an idea of how her career and life trajectory has progressed, her show used to be Passport Romance, now it's Passport Mommy, so you can uh, guess how her priorities may have shifted. My my friend Michelle Jerson. Michelle, I know you have an early morning with a couple of kids, so I appreciate you staying up late with us as well. Oh, it's my pleasure for no one else, Frank, except you. Believe me, uh, I, uh, I I certainly appreciate that. You know, it's interesting because both you, Michelle, and Eileen asked, "Can we do this an hour earlier?" <laughs> and and Dr. <laughs> Judy Kuriansky, who uh, is uh, in Dubai right now and was going to join us, she wanted to join do it an hour earlier. <laughs> and then I said, "Can I possibly justify not at all mentioning the special election that took place that the whole country is talking?" Talking about in the first hour, and then I came to the conclusion that as much as I love all three of you, uh, that I, I had to at least mention the election a little bit. So I apologize and I thank you for all of you for being uh, willing to s- spend a late night, except Dr. Judy, who who had a an, uh, something a conflict in Dubai. Now, um, Eileen, let me begin with you, uh, and then we'll take calls at eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. Let's say someone's listening to us right now and they're they're like me. They're in a happy marriage. They're in a couple. They've been together for a while. Do they need to do anything today? No. 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 Okay. All right. That is the best answer uh, that I've gotten in a while. How come? I'm glad I came in now, right? Absolutely. Just for you. 
Um, because I always say that Valentine's Day isn't a day that you should feel you have to appreciate somebody or do something for somebody. I think uh, it's more special when you do it on a different day and not someone telling you, go get the flowers for $100. Go out for dinner where it's so much money. It's not worth it. Well, that's what my wife said. I asked, do you want to do something today? And she said, no, it's going to be – everywhere's going to be so crowded and so overpriced. Then we'll have to get a babysitter. Let, you know, we go out all the time anyway. Let, yeah. Let's skip it. Michelle, what do you think? Do you think uh, a couple that uh, is interested in keeping the romance in their relationship needs to do anything today on Valentine's Day? You know, it's funny. I used to give the same answer as Eileen, and now being married for a little over seven years, I do think you should do something, a little something. I mean, it could be minor. It could be bring in, take, you know, take in food, bring in food, or see, it's two in the morning, bring in food, or, you know, anything at all, just to spend time together and to show that you thought of your partner even a little bit. Okay, well, so uh, you think Michelle is a little off base necessarily? Yes, Yes, very much. I was married 25 years. Now I have a boyfriend who I'm with three years, and I absolutely think it's off base. And I also feel that... Valentine's Day hurts many singles people. Well, we're going to get so let's talk about that, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people feel lonely today. If they don't have Very. a sweetheart today, they feel uh, somehow less than, right? Meanwhile, at some point, everybody's been single mm-hmm. at some point, but uh, you see all the ads, you see all this stuff coming up on your social media feed. Oh, I'm so happy. This boyfriend, this husband's the greatest person in the world. And you feel very left out. Um, Michelle, what advice? And look, you used to give uh, advice on relationship issues on the radio, you know, every night. Uh, but what advice do you give to someone that's feeling lonely because it's Valentine's Day and they don't have someone to share it with? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I had this conversation last year with a good friend of mine, and I said to him, "I said, look, it's twenty-four hours. I said, not even by the time you wake up. I said, go about your day. Don't even think about it. Or if you do, just do something for yourself. Go work out. Go to a show. Go." go to the spa, you know, whatever you like, or just don't even think about it at all. And it'll be over before you even realize it. And it's no big deal because I would rather be lonely single than in a marriage that's not a good one mm. and lonely on mm. Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, I mean, th- that's true. A lot of times when you're in a, a relationship that's not going well, Eileen, you feel an obligation to do something for Valentine's Day, even though your heart may not even be in it. Correct. What advice do you have for people that might be feeling lonely today? Um, That I do agree with what Michelle was saying and the exact advice I would do. But, you know, it's a day, like she was saying. Um, I think the people that like celebrating it are people like my daughter, who's 20, who has her first real boyfriend. Um, It's more about a reason to do something. But uh, it's a day. And I tell everyone, you know, that's why they started Friendsgiving and I'm sorry, Valentine's for friends and stuff. But the day goes by quickly. Michelle, um, we do have a a large audience of, you know, older people that are tuned into us. And I love the uh, old seasoned citizens in our audience. They're great. But a lot Mm -hmm. of people may find themselves either newly divorced at a time when, you know, their age group is not necessarily the most popular one on uh, on Tinder or Plenty of Fish or whatever the dating app du jour is. Or a lot of people, unfortunately, may have found themselves with a spouse who's who's passed on. Do you have any advice for older singles who are finding themselves in the dating market for the first time in a while? 
Yes. Well, it's funny you said that about the Tinders and all of the apps, because I know a few people um, who are in their 70s or 80s, and they are back on the dating scene and in a relationship quicker than I have ever rebounded from a relationship, whether they lost a significant other or they went through a divorce later in life. So I do think they should set up a profile on Match or, or JDA, depending on what you're into. Um, you know, I, I do think that it can be very helpful. Or if not that, then go volunteer. Go to the local food pantry or go do something that's of interest. And just meet people. Eileen, obviously, I know you're a matchmaker and this is what you do all the yeah. time. If someone is a bit older and they're in the dating market for the first time in a while, is the, the advice that you give for them on how to find a partner any different from advice that you give a younger Extremely person? Extremely different. Um, it's one of my favorite things I talk about for years being on radio and, and, uh, and I just spoke about it last week on TV. Um, it's a very hard for older people. It's not easy for them to get on an app. Um, they don't understand how to – the Tinders, the Bumbles. They don't know how to do the profile. So then they hire people, and sometimes they get ripped off. The other thing is that there are many people that get catfished. There are many, The older people have the hardest time mm. finding it because of you know the generations, the phones, and how to do it. Um, so a lot of times it's very funny. That's my, that's my big, I, I have an 80 year old client right now. It's the hope of love again. Um, but I don't think they're sad on Valentine's day. I think they're just sad being alone because nobody really wants to be alone. And I think that we all at our age, when you're 20 something, you look very different than when you're 70 something. So that's the first thing I tell everyone is accept your age, accept who you are. And if you can't afford me as a matchmaker at Elite Connections, then get help to work the app because it's very sad stories out there what yeah. happens. No, that that's for sure. 800-848-9222. Uh, Eileen Fisher is here. Michelle Gerson is here. Uh, and we want to answer your questions. Joe is in the Queens. Joe, happy Valentine's Day. Joe, we got you. Actually, Frank, you had two questions. Sure. One is... Uh... I notice how people jump to conclusion. I say about other people, I say what I did in the past. I would be with, say, a woman hanging out, and I thought she wasn't that dynamic. Uh, but then again, maybe she sat in an office all week and just, you know, wasn't quickly adjusted to being, you know, a little bit more exciting. Or like, so that was, I thought, me jumping to conclusions. Another mistake I think I made was if I heard mention of a boyfriend, I would just forget about it completely. Where sometimes a boyfriend is a vague concept. So that's my first question. My second question. Well, just so I'm clear on the question, Joe. So basically. the, The question is just how people jump to conclusions without seeing the person in another context, say the person might be a great athlete, but you're not going to know about that if they're sitting on a train when you're meeting them and wearing glasses. Yeah. That's, that's my first question. Yeah. And my second, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get in my second. My second question is, uh, there was somebody I know that the good couple, uh, he just church three weeks ago. He said, I want to find, uh, myself and, you know, no arguments or anything like that. So it was pretty abrupt for her. Uh, but we were talking to her and we were saying, uh, one person was saying in this group of people that 
she might be better off going around town by herself to meet new people rather than with girlfriends, uh, that she'd have a better chance of, like, you know, uh, talking with new people as a woman just doing things by herself rather than going around with girlfriends. Oh, that's interesting. Those are both good questions. Michelle, let me begin with you. Take either of Mm -hmm. those in whatever order you would like. Okay. So I wasn't sure if I got the first question exactly. So was the first question that maybe you shouldn't jump to conclusions so quickly about somebody? Uh, Exactly. I just think people are, especially like, say, a coffee shop dating things that they used to have in the city. People just seem to globalize something you say, like, right away, you know, like, uh, really just like making it more than it is. Right. Yeah, I definitely think you should always do a second date. If you go out once, I don't think you should write somebody off right away. You never know. You know and I don't think you should be too particular either. I feel like, you know, some of us have these really long laundry lists of things that we must have in a partner. And then when it really comes down to it, you have to think, what's really important? Good communication. You connect. They're your best friend. You enjoy talking to them. So I think people do need to give others uh, more of a chance when first meeting them. And uh, what about his other question that sometimes uh, yeah. women in particular might have a better time meeting uh, meeting a man if they or or even another woman I guess if uh, they go out by themselves rather than with other girlfriends. I do agree with that because I do think sometimes guys might feel like they shouldn't break into the group of women if they look like they're having their you know girls night out, and I also think that women may not be so into going up to other people and meeting other people if they do have their girlfriends around them. So I used to do that all the time. I'd go out by myself. Eileen, what about you? Where do you come down on the issue of uh, a woman looking to meet someone going out by themselves? I think it's a great idea. I think you just have to go somewhere where you're comfortable and feel like you can be yourself. Uh, all right. 800-848-9222. James is in Maryland. James, you're here with uh, Eileen Fisher and Michelle Gerson. What's your question? Yes, my question is I, I've been married for 18 years. I have five children with this woman. I'm in love with her still. But she's telling me on Valentine's Day, you know, it's like you you do things throughout the year. You don't have to do nothing special on Valentine's Day. But I I just feel like it shouldn't be just another day. I feel like I need to do something. So you want an idea of something to do today? Yes. I'm just looking for, you know, advice because, you know, 18 years of trying to come up with something new or something different. And it's like... I I love this question because I can really empathize uh, with you not having five children or an 18 year marriage. Uh, Eileen, what do you think? Yeah, I'm shaking my head with that because I love what you said. So let me give you a, a, a like a simple idea and maybe Frank can work on this for his wife. I got my boyfriend. Uh, he's obsessed with some hair gel and he won't buy because it it's expensive. I got him that. Get something for your wife that is more something you heard her talk about. So she knows you're listening to her, her needs and wants Um, Mm -hmm. more than getting flowers. Think of something that, you know, she is missing a body lotion as something, something as stupid as something in the kitchen, just something you hear her complaining about that she wishes she had. Uh, Michelle, anything you want to add there? Yeah, I would say depending on the age of the children, they may be older, but I would say somebody with younger children, just give her a weekend away to Mm. herself. Give her Mm -hmm. some alone time. 
Yeah, that's yeah, the kids range from like five to eighteen years old. So it's like, yeah, I get uh, you. Give her a weekend away so she, you know, not dealing with all the stress from that. And uh, James, one yeah. thing I, I would suggest. One thing my wife got me a few years ago was um, I think it might have even been before we were married, but uh, it was such a thoughtful gift, and I still uh, look at it all the time. It was a book, and it's available online. You can get it. It's called uh, 642 Things About You That I Love, and it's basically a writing prompt journal for one person to write about certain things about uh, their relationship, either memories or certain characteristics that they like about the other person. And uh, you could... I could tell that by filling this whole book out that my wife really put so much thought and time into this that it really, one, I got a big kick out of reading the things that she wrote, but the fact that she put so much time into it really meant uh, a great deal. So I, I, if you've not done something like that, I would say think about, uh, it doesn't have to be that specific book, there are other ones like it, but something that shows uh, that you put some thought into um you know, into your relationship uh, together. That's uh, I, it was a good one for me. I think, James. Thank you. Eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. Michelle, I'm sure you've heard that uh, all this over the years that there's this anti Valentine's Day movement that is growing, and you know, th- they say the anti Valentine's Day movement is gaining strength. That's what the Washington Post says and they say that uh, a lot of times that the uh, the card and carnation campaigns that uh, uh, can decimate people's self-esteem we were talking about that earlier and there is a big movement afoot to go anti valentine's day w- what do you make of that uh, not only people that don't want to observe valentine's day but people that are gung ho about being anti valentine's day <laughs> I think just leave it alone. You know what? If you want to celebrate it, celebrate it. If you don't, don't. I don't think we need to make a big thing of it. I think it is nice. You know, I do agree that we should not put all of our eggs in one basket for one day. But you know what? We get so busy in our lives that, you know what? To have one day to just stop, take a deep breath, and appreciate your partner, why get rid of that? No yeah. big deal. Yeah, I uh, I tend to agree. Eileen, um, the what about you? I mean, this is uh, in the Washington Post. The headline says the anti-Valentine's Day movement is gaining strength. And it says, let's be honest, Valentine's Day has more potential to hurt, harm, terrorize, and traumatize people than anything Halloween serves up. Isn't that a little excessive? It's excessive. <laughs> I agree with Michelle on this. It's a day. And you know what? What are we going to do? We're going to take every holiday Life is so unpredictable now and everything going on in the world. We need something nice and why take it away? All right. Uh, since you ladies are already up, you got to stick around a few more minutes because a lot of people have questions for you. I have a lot of questions for you and we have two open phone lines if people have further questions. 800-848-9222. Eileen Fisher is here, one of the best matchmakers in America. She's with Elite Connections International. Michelle Gerson is here, one of the best radio talk show hostesses, not hosting this radio program on a daily basis. Basis. Uh, you can check out her syndicated show and pa- and uh, podcast, Passport Mommy. You can find that at wabcradio.com, or you can just go to uh, her website, PassportMommy.com. There's some really interesting content on there, even beyond the romantic. A lot of great stuff having to do with parenting and other things. We're going to continue with your questions, your calls, 800-848-9222, straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. After the hour, this is The Other Side of Midnight, Valentine's Day edition. We are doing Advice to the Lovelorn. If you have questions, give us a call, 800-848-9222. That is Bill Withers, and uh, that is the personal anthem of uh, Eileen Fisher, matchmaker with Elite Connections International, and uh, somebody that's been a radio talk show host herself. Michelle Gerson is here as well. She's the host of the syndicated show Passport Mommy. You know, Eileen, uh, we were just talking a little bit uh, during the break about who seeks matchmakers these days. In general, do men tend to seek matchmakers more or do women? And what are they looking for? Um, you know, it's funny. I used to only take male clients. Now I have mostly all women. And my friends that are matchmakers have a lot of women now. And I go from the ages of 29 to 80. Um, and people are looking for, you know, they're tired of the apps. We need the apps, obviously. Everyone can't afford me. But um, everyone's tired of it. And everybody wants honesty. And um, people are just sick of wasting time. Michelle, what is your view of those uh, those apps and things of that nature? I never met anybody on the, on those apps, but I think I'm the exception because everywhere I go, people use these apps all the time to find uh, husbands and wives or just somebody to spend the weekend with. It varies uh, whether you're looking for something like a casual hookup or a, a lifelong partner. What's your experience with them? So I, before I was married, I used them a lot. And I used the traditional, you know, websites. And then when the app started, I used those. And honestly, I would use them to fall asleep at night. I would just swipe, swipe until I fell asleep. (laughs) But I did meet some really good people. And I used to date a lot. And I used to go out a lot from the people that I met on them. But my serious relationships that I had, I don't think I've met any of them on the apps. I think they were all in-person meetings. Oh, that's interesting. 800-848-9222. Michael is in New Jersey. What's your question, Michael? Hi. It's not really a question, but um, I'm married 44 years. I'm madly in love with my wife. And I picked out four songs that we really loved. And um, I put them on my phone through YouTube. And I'm going to play them for my wife. 
All right. Well, that's very nice. I think that's a pretty thoughtful uh, gift, yep. isn't there, Very, very, very nice. Very. All right. 800-848-9222. Hannah is in the Bronx. What's your question, Hannah? Hi, Frank. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. You too. You, you and your family. Appreciate and you it. you guys too. I mean, Michelle. I have a question, okay? Um, you know, I, as you know, Frank, I, I love cats, and I have cats in my house. And I was in um, the temporary relationship with this person. But he still calls me. But I have he never comes to my house. He came once and he met my cat. And he did not like my cat. Um and it's not that he, he keeps giving me excuses like he's allergic to cats. He's not allergic to cats. He just don't like them. So I don't know how to do with this, you know? So, um, Michelle, let me begin with you. What What would you tell Hannah if there's this fella that she she likes that doesn't like her cats? Well, I do have to say that I was in a long term relationship with somebody who had two cats. I'm very allergic to cats, and I tried everything. I tried the allergy shots, and I would wheeze every time I was over there. And he tried to lock the cats out of the bedroom, and the cats wouldn't have it, and they rebelled. And I just say, you know, this particular guy, either he really is allergic, and he just knows he can't be in your house. Or he's kind of just using it as an excuse, and I say move on. Uh, Eileen, what would you tell her? That the same as Michelle. So, uh, wh- how, what do you make of that, Hannah? I, I'm sorry, he's not a loser. Because honestly, um, okay, um, so our second day, we went and we saw, um, we went to Centon Animal Shelter because I told him that I volunteered there. So, I went to the shelter with him, and he pet other cats. He just don't like my cats. So, but he said he's really into me. I like him a lot too. But um, I just um, before you answer this, um, I just want to say, as much as we you know celebrate Valentine's Day with humans, I wish we could celebrate Valentine's Day with animals because they're so giving unconditional. Well, I mean, what's stopping you? Go ahead and you could do, certainly yeah. do something with uh, with I animals. Just wanna, yeah, I just want to honor uh, this Valentine's Day to all the animals that's in the shelters as was also animals that didn't put down, as was my animals who just died recently. Um, I lost five of them. Well, yeah, I'm sorry to hear about that, Hannah. Yeah. You know, my uncle was in a similar position to you, and yeah. he got he got involved with this woman who said she was allergic to his cats, and I don't think she was allergic. But you know, he would be, he had been so lonely for so long romantically that he chose to uh, get rid of the cats and keep the girl. So I guess you're going to have to evaluate, you know, which is more important to you in in the short term. Uh, you know, you, the cats I think um, would win out probably in. In my book. Thanks, Hannah. 800-848-9222. You know, while while we're on the subject of relationship breakers, let me ask you both about this. Uh, One of the things, and I think it's more so in the last six or seven years than maybe ever, one of the things that seems to really drive people apart is politics. People have very passionate views about politics, whatever they are, love Donald Trump, hate Donald Trump, whatever the case may be. And I have heard from so many people that say they will not even consider going out with someone who has opposing politics. And I really think that is so short-sighted. I'm curious, uh, Eileen, what what do you make of that? Do you hear that from people? Oh, my God, yes. And you actually answered what I said because um, I have people right now, you have to be for Trump, not for Trump. 
life changes. I mean, in a few years, who knows what happens and you could be passing on your, the love of your life. And in, in life, you have to have communication and you have to have um, an opposing side to something and it gives you a good topic to talk about, but to walk away, I'm sorry. That's just another excuse not to be happy with someone. Michelle, what do you think? You know, I don't think this was a topic until the Trump administration. And I do think that there's more tied to both sides than just black and white politics. I think more comes down to morals and what people are attaching to different viewpoints. And so I do see where people are coming from. Um, And I think a bigger issue, not necessarily with your partner, but also what about the in-laws? Because I know people who have in-laws who are just completely opposite. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, So uh, would you suggest to somebody if they said to you they won't date a Democrat or won't date a Republican that they reconsider that or you recognize that that's kind of where we are now? Yeah, I recognize where we are. And you know what? If that's their viewpoint, if I don't agree with it, then they're probably not for me because maybe I'm not strong politically either way or maybe I am. And you know what? I respect that. Yeah. You know, I think of my cousin, Andrea, and she is uh, I don't even she's Democrat. I don't know uh, you know, what the labels mean anymore. Liberal, progressive, whatever. But she she always said before she was dating her current boyfriend that she would not date someone that voted for Trump because she wanted someone to scream at the television set with based on whatever was in the news. Now, the boyfriend that she has now and I think they live together, they, you know, are total opposite in terms of politics. He voted for Trump and she. She obviously did not. And I just think if she had stuck with her, you know, parameters of not, you know, wanting to date someone that had opposite politics, she would have missed out on meeting this great guy. And I think of all the other people out there that are missing out on all sorts of opportunities because they're limiting themselves in politics. Right. The difference with me is that, unfortunately, when you're paying a matchmaker, there, right, you got to do what I they say. I don't have a choice. Sure, I get it. And I try, but um, what you're saying is very true. So what I was saying at the beginning, you can miss out on someone great. Um, but you're allowed to have two sides of things sure. in life. Absolutely. 800-848-9222. Keith listening in Florida. Hi, Keith. Hey, good evening, Frank. First of all, I want to say, hey, thanks for a great show every evening. I listen to you uh, a long time. A uh, former New Yorker, grew up in Long Island. Well, that's but nice of you. Thank say, you, Keith. Appreciate it. One of the reasons, one of the reasons I did call Eileen, yes. uh, my wife and I, are a success story. From J date, we're together twenty five years. Um, Wonderful combination. And I, actually, I'm my wife's third husband, and uh, we've been together for a long time. And just a funny story. And on any given Thanksgiving, when our kids were younger. We used to have three ex-spouses at our house for Thanksgiving. It made it a lot easier for them uh, not to travel. Uh, it's, it was always an interesting situation. Wait, wait you you would have our, you would have house. three. Oh, you would have two of your ex-spouses and one of hers all at the same holiday. No, the other way around. It, w- it was two of hers and one of mine. My uh, goodness, this is my second marriage. I'm Lori's third, but it's been great. We now have five grandchildren together. I'm seven. I just turned seventy-two. Uh, we play a lot of pickleball together, still have our businesses. I still have a company, and so does my wife. And I just wanted to bring that to attention, that J-Date was successful. It was in, in its infamacy uh, 25 years ago uh, when we met and when you put the proof profiles together. 
they worked, but uh, we were successful with with the with the app. Thanks, thanks for uh, thanks for sharing that, Keith. Hey, Michelle, a couple of things that he yes. raises. Uh, one, if somebody, if you're a woman that's looking to meet someone, uh, say a serious long term partner, and a fella tells you that he's been married and divorced twice. Is that mm-hmm. anything of a red flag? That's question one. And then question two is, how do you feel if a guy tells you that he still maintains f- cordial relations with his exes? I I have that. I'm sorry, Michelle. Go, yeah, well, um, go sorry about that, Michelle. Um, I, I am divorced, and my ex-husband lives across the street. We still uh, share a home in Connecticut um, together. Um, his – my – boyfriend uh helps him with we have cars together um he borrows my car um his girlfriend well they just broke up at my son's basketball game i save them spots um the truth of the whole thing is my friends used to say to me eileen oh my god you guys are crazy actually we're not crazy we did it we made it great for my kids to see that we can have a healthy relationship and we all get along. We did it. Well, I'm wondering how your, yeah. uh, you know, other prospective romantic partners would be would feel about that. You He's know, He's fine. But, he, I mean, you know, I make sh- I tell him that he has to have a. I, I've made sure that his relationship with his ex wife is even better. But my, he knows how important it is to me for children, and everyone around us sees it. When my ex, my ex husband is in the same room as my boyfriend, they talk, they shake hands. Well, no, I think, you know, being cordial is one thing and then being friendly, like sharing holidays together. That's a little bit different. Well, you know what it is, Frank, because you're not divorced. Um, Let me speak to some on this and respect that man very much. You don't understand how it is when you have children to not be with them for a holiday and the fact of having everyone together it's a blessing. No, that, well, that's I think that's yeah. I give that man kudos, M- Michelle. But w- let's yeah. say yeah. he comes up on the app and he's uh, mm-hmm. and he, you guys connect. You you like one another's photographs. He has a he meets all the checks all the right boxes, and then you see that he's divorced twice. Does that give you pause? You know, it's interesting because if you would have asked me this ten years ago, I would have said absolutely red flag. But you know what? I had um, an uncle was the dearest man that I've known. And he was on his third marriage and they were together for a very long time. And I've known other situations. So I don't think you can judge. You don't know why. And sometimes you have to give people credit for getting out of a bad marriage as opposed to staying in it, especially if you have kids. And so I don't fault somebody for being divorced. And I also have been in the situation where my husband's family, they, his parents divorced later in life. And whenever we get together for the holidays, everybody's together. And I always thought, you know, is it awkward? Is it awkward for his mother? Some of the comments that the new girlfriend makes. And, you know, I could see some looks, but they're all very cordial and they all just make it work. Well, that's wonderful. That's great. See, if if uh, I don't have an ex-wife, but if any of my ex-girlfriends were hanging around with my wife, I'd be terrified they were talking about me and exchanging <laughs> stories of my <laughs> misdeeds and pleasantries <laughs> and, and unpleasantries. Bob is in Pennsylvania. What's your question, Bob? Bob, uh, I'm, I, I'm trying to get to a better line. I'm, I'm having a difficult time hearing you. Viviana is in Brooklyn. What's your question, Viviana? Hi, it was more of a a life story, um, a dedication. My husband, Jose, and I have made it through 45 years, thank God, of life challenges, joys, sorrows, 
and uh, laughter in this life. And we choose to celebrate Valentine's Day to honor each other and to appreciate each other. And uh, it's funny that one of your callers had said, I, you know, picked a few songs because I had said I wanted to dedicate a song to my husband, Jose, like, you are the sunshine of my life. I'll always love you. Well, and what, excuse me, I'm sorry. No, Did no. you want to say something? No, Frank? well, I mean, it sounds like you're doing great. I mean, I, I uh, definitely, I, I think there are a lot of people out there that would like to have a relationship uh, like yours, Viviana, and those are the folks that I've recruited Eileen and uh, Michelle to try and help, but uh, it looks like you're the, you know, you're the you're the aspirational relationship. I hope you have another 45 years. We're going to try to connect again with Bob in Pennsylvania. What's your question, Bob? Uh, I'd like to know where to go to meet women of uh, 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 good, good intelligence, smart, and and sharp women. Where, where, where would you library or this place or that place? That, or? that is a wonderful question, Bob. And I happen to be with two very intelligent women uh, right now, uh, Michelle. Let me begin with you. Where 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 does Bob go to meet intelligent women? <laughs> I would say just go places where you enjoy being, things that you find interesting, and then you would connect and be able to have interesting intellectual conversations with them about wherever you are. Eileen, what about you? What do you think? I agree with Michelle. All right. Well, so what are, what are the places you like to hang out at, Bob? Where are you going? Well, here's the thing. So I'm into, <clears throat> have a, a background. I own the bar, and I was in movies in North Carolina. Super Mario was one. Um, that I was a Capelli bodyguard with my twin brother. Um, I hung out with my twin brother most of my life. We were in the Boy Scouts, Sea Scouts, the Army, everything. Even in Italy, I was a custodian for nuclear warheads in wow. uh, in Italy. And uh, me and my brother were stationed together, and he got drafted after me. I went to Fort Jackson, South Carolina, then Fort Sill, Oklahoma. And two months later, he got drafted. He pushed his draft up in Brooklyn. And um, so here he comes. And they thought I got recycled. They said, "Bob Edwards, you didn't get you didn't get recycled. You you got a hundred on the test." No, 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 no. That, it's not me. That, that's my brother. Oh yeah, sure. They were telling them. <laughs> so we went on and on. Now, I invented a few things in my life, and one simple was the round hot dog. You only need one bun for a barbecue. It don't roll off the grill. You make it like a hamburger patty. So then after the barbecue, you know, you run out of hot, you get extra hot dog so, buns and run run out of hot dogs. So in terms of what places you, you hang out at, you hang out at butcher shops, I guess, and hot dog conventions. No, no. I, in Italy, I hung out at a, a place where this, this girl I knew was a good friend of mine ended up marrying Principe Rezi Ali Khan, the great-great-grandson of Ali Khan. But uh, Bianca, her name was. Anyway, her sister sent me a thing that she's getting married and who to this guy. Bob, is there any way you can make the story a little bit more detailed? I feel like you're leaving out a lot of detail here that we could use. Well, well, when when I would when I would have the bar and close at four o'clock in the morning, there was women that came in and I I was the main man there. And I would tell people when they came in and the women needed somebody to guide people and things because you've got all kinds of people coming in bars. Those women need guidance. Go to a bar where it's run right and there's a guy there that can control things. And that way, like I tell them, don't sit near them to women. They want to be alone or stop talking like that. 
to them women or stop talking like that next to them women. That's not the kind of talk that goes on here. Bob, thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, there are intelligent women everywhere lighting up our phones trying to get in touch with you. So uh, we will we will connect them (laughs) with you uh, because uh, I mean, how could any woman resist? That's that's really something to be in Super Mario Brothers. I mean, that's that's really, really something. Anything you want to add there, uh, Eileen? I think that round hot dog was very interesting. <laughs> that was impressive. That was impressive. I mean, that's a great first date thing to mention, isn't it, Michelle? That reminds me of me sitting at a sushi restaurant just eating wasabi without realizing it as one of my dates was just going on and on and on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I, I have kept the two of you up late enough. I greatly appreciate both of you uh, being willing to uh, spend Valentine's Day with us. If people want to get in touch with uh, Michelle Gerson, they can go to PassportMommy.com. And uh, Michelle, we didn't really didn't chat much about that. What is Passport Mommy if people are interested in learning more? Sure. Thanks. So it's a radio show. It's a syndicated show and we cover everything from travel, health and wellness, finance. It's basically a magazine style show. It started as all travel and then kind of expanded from there. And uh, I just, you know, like you said, I used to host a relationship talk show and then kind of transitioned into this. Uh, PassportMommy.com. And uh, Eileen, if people want to get in touch with you, they can find you on Instagram at HeartMatchMe, right? Mm-hmm. Spelled out, conventional. Yep. Yep. Or they, can, if they're looking for a matchmaker, they can get you get in touch with you through Elite Connections International, right? Yep. It's great to see you uh, both. Hopefully we can do this again soon. We'll, we'll do what we can to get you a better hour next time. <laughs> Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Eileen. Thank you. All right. If you want to comment on uh, any portion of our Valentine's Day panel, you can certainly do so. 800 848 9222 800-848-9222. I just got an SMS text message from a friend of mine saying, I am astonished that Bob is single. That makes two of us. That makes two of us. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. Wise men say only fools rush in, but I can't. Elvis Presley, I can't think of a more apropos song on Valentine's Day than this one. This is uh, just a classic. All right. Um, a lot to get to, uh, and I appreciate 
letting me take the uh, diversion into the world of uh, love and romance because I think it was I think it's pretty interesting. I, don't, I think people have a lot of questions, but how can you top somebody like Bob? All right, 800-848-9222, 800-848-9222. I saw this story that is just fascinating. You remember Chernobyl, the nuclear disaster at Chernobyl? Well, Wolves in Chernobyl's radiation zone appear to have developed a resistance to cancer after being exposed to high levels of radiation in the wake of the nuclear disaster 35 years ago. This is according to a study. Who else would the study be done by on Valentine's Day than Kara Love? Thank you very much. Kara Love is an evolutionary biologist and an ecotoxicologist at Princeton. And she found that the wolves in the Chernobyl exclusion zone, CEZ, have altered immune systems similar to cancer patients undergoing radiation therapy. So about 10 years ago, Love and her colleagues put collars on uh, – they put collars on equipped with radiation dosimeters on wolves in the area and took blood samples to understand the animal's response to being exposed to upwards of 11.28 millirem of radiation per day. That is six times the legal safety limit of radiation for humans. The research could help to identify protective mutations that could increase the odds of surviving cancer. I mean, this is incredible. Obviously, what happened at uh, Chernobyl is just horrible. But, you know, Chernobyl is known for this brutal environmental disaster following the 1986 explosion and the fire at the Ukraine power plant that sent radioactive fallout spewing into the atmosphere. 30 workers were killed in the immediate aftermath while the long-term death toll from radiation poisoning was estimated to be in the num to number in the thousands. So now four decades, almost four decades, after this accident, there's a range of wildlife populating the region, including bears, wolves, dogs, and you know, all sorts of other things. Before Russia invaded Ukraine in twenty twenty two, scientists and researchers had begun to study the adaptations that wildlife had undergone through living in the highly radioactive area. Scientists have said that the research could have wide applications, providing all sorts of insight about how animals and humans can live now and in the future. But uh, this news about these cancer wolves, I think, is incredibly positive and very interesting. 800-848-9222 if you want to comment. 800-848-9222. So uh, George Santos was on this program on Monday, and now that we know the results of the election for his seat, which uh, which Swazi won, I think uh, might go might do us well to go back and look at what George Santos's prediction was for how this race would turn out. So David Patterson left himself some wiggle room, but he basically said that he thought Swazi had an edge. Here's what George Santos said when we spoke right after the Super Bowl on Monday. If you want representation, you have two choices. You have Tom Swazi, which you rejected in the past, and you voted for me to come in, or you can vote for Mazi Pillip and give her a shot, and hopefully she'll re-register as a Republican, and she'll prove me wrong. 
So it actually is not included in the clip there. Not sure why. But Santos predicted that Pillip would not only win, but he predicted that Pillip would win by a pretty wide margin. And looks like George Santos was incorrect. Uh, here is a little bit of uh, Mozzie Pillip after the results were, were known last night. We are the fighters. Yes, we lost, but it doesn't mean we're going to end here. I did. I did call my opponent. I congratulated him. So there we have it. Um, And we'll see what happens next. All right. 800-848-9222-800-848-9222. We're going to go through the your mail correspondence next hour. If you have uh, an email message you would like read on the air, you can send it to me at frank.morano at redappleaudionetworks.com. That's frank.morano at redappleaudionetworks.com. And if you're not in the Facebook group, uh, the Facebook group is meant to be a place for people to comment on what we're doing on the show. We also post all the songs that we play there each and every morning. So you can just uh, go on Facebook and search Morano, that's M-O-R-A-N-O, Radio Fans and Haters, and you can uh, get a, you can participate in the conversation about what we're doing on this show. If you say, I love this guest, I hate that guest, here's why Frank is wrong about this, or I can't believe Frank said this about that, whatever the case may be, you're absolutely welcome to participate in the Facebook group. Just search Morano, M-O-R-N-O, Radio Fans and Haters. And we're even on Twitter. I still call it Twitter, even though I know it's technically X, at Frank Morano. That's Frank, M-O-R-A-N-O. And uh, we may even read some of your, your tweets as well as the, uh, as, the, as the morning unfolds. Oh, and there is a really interesting story uh, coming out of the Super Bowl that we didn't touch upon that I had no idea was a story. There is one key group that is absolutely incensed at something that happened at the Super Bowl. I will admit I never thought about this, and it's the last thing I would have ever considered. But now that it's been brought to my attention, I kind of understand where people are uh, are coming from on this. All right. 800-848-9222. If you want to comment, you can certainly do so. Uh, or just email me and we'll read your email on air. Frank.Morano at RedAppleAudioNetworks.com. Until next hour, in the words of the great Bob Barker, help control the pet population, get your dog or cat spayed or neutered.